Today marks the official first day of the regular season of the 22-23 college basketball season, and it is the best Monday ever. What are some of the games to watch these first few weeks of November? We're going to dive right in, and we have got you all covered. It starts right now. Are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday, friends. It is November 7th, 2022. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball's correspondent here at The Next, and so happy to be with you. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. You can follow me, Missy Hydrick, at Twitter, at Missy Hydrick, and be sure to also follow us at The Next, at The Next Tubes on Twitter, and this podcast, at Lockdown Women's Basketball as well. It seems as though we have previewed so much these past few weeks that's getting us to this point, day one of the official regular season of college basketball. It's been conference breakdowns. I dissected the next top 25 preseason poll, which was written and done by yours truly. Today, we are going to march through maybe the first two weeks of November, get you to that week of Thanksgiving, which we will also talk about as well, preview early marquee non-conference games and some that may not necessarily be on your radar. But I also want to remind everybody, please go to www.thenexthoops.com because that is where you are going to find conference previews and breakdowns by the amazing set of colleagues and journalists that I have and I have the pleasure to work with every day. At the next, we've got you covered from mid-major to P5 and everywhere in between. There's lots of breakdowns and lots of information to get you set for the college basketball season. But first, I want to take just a little step back and a minute to talk about a topic that's going to be coming up here as the season kicks off. Everybody wants to talk about net rankings. We need to set the stage for why these next six to eight weeks of big-time non-conference games Again, some that are going to be marquee matchups everyone's going to talk about and some that are not necessarily on the radar, but just important and why that's so relevant to the landscape of women's college basketball. All right, just to give you a quick tutorial, what does net rankings mean? Well, the net ranking is determined by who you play, where you played, how efficiently you played and the results of your games. Net ranking stands for NCAA Evaluation Tool. For women's basketball, it's a sorting tool that is a measure of a team's quality and helps evaluate team resumes for selection and seeding in the NCAA tournament. The old days of relying on RPI, which was a formula based on winning percentage, etc., really isn't part of the ballgame anymore. Now we talk about net rankings. Now on the men's side, that is really one of the main tools, and it is a big-time tool to the women's selection process as well. However, we must remember that it's just one of a host of criteria that the NCAA Women's Basketball Selection Committee uses when putting together the bracket for March Madness. So you have net ranking as number one, but they're going to be looking at a lot of other things as well. 
availability of talent, so injured or unavailable players, bad losses, common opponents, competitive in losses, your conference record, your non-conference record, early competition versus late competition, head-to-head outcomes between teams, your overall record, uh, significant wins, the strength of your conference, and the strength of your schedule. So that's why non-conference games in the month of November seem to be something that might fly under the radar, but it really is helping to set the stage for what we're going to see throughout the course of the season. And when coaches are looking at that schedule, looking at their team and thinking, what do we have to do to make that next step? Maybe you're a team that caught the Big 12 or caught the March Madness bug a year ago. For instance, a team like Kansas out of the Big 12. They finished fifth last year. They're picked fifth again this year in the preseason poll. And they were back in the NCAA tournament for the first time in over a decade. Well, what does that mean? In talking to Brandon Schneider and listening to he and his players talk at Big 12 tip-off time and right before the season, their inkling was, how do we get back to the tournament? What do we have to do? Well, a lot of that comes down to non-conference scheduling. And it looks at, though, where you're going to play, how you're going to play, and what those results are. Are you playing all of your games just at home in the non-conference? Are they against teams just for mid-majors? Or are you willing to schedule tougher? Are you willing to put some things on the line, possibly for a holiday tournament, which we will talk about in just a little bit? So those are the types of kind of puzzle pieces that coaches have to manipulate, and they've got to figure out as they look at their non-conference scheduling. But when push comes to shove, it really is about what's going to be on the floor and what we're going to see come game time. And that's the beauty of where we are today, is that we are getting set with the official beginning of the college basketball season right here, Monday, November 7th. And we have got a lot of great non-conference games to keep you in line. All right, so let's talk a little bit. We're going to march through the first couple weeks. All right, today, November 7th, LMU Loyola Marymount at Washington State. Why does this one jump off? Well, if you've been following us here at Lockdown Women's Basketball and or at the Next Tubes, You've seen a fantastic West Coast Conference preview done by Matthew Walter. We talked about it last week right here on this podcast. LMU is one of his sleeper teams, somebody he thinks that is creating a lot of buzz. A second-year head coach and Erica Hughes kind of putting her stamp on this program and what she wants it to look like. On the flip side, it's Washington State, picked seventh in the preseason poll for for the Pac-12, but also an NCAA tournament appearance a year ago. So a challenge for LMU to go on the road, but also a challenge for Washington State at home. We're going to hear that over the next couple of weeks from coaches. What are they looking for? What do they want to see? Well, you're going to see some unexpected results. Coaches are looking for answers to their questions. They want to see improvement, both from their team and from their players. They're going to be testing themselves, and they're setting themselves up with the understanding that scheduling and their opponents are a key piece of the puzzle. That's what I think is happening right here, out of the gate for LMU at Washington State. Another big one to watch on Monday the 7th. It's number 21, Creighton, at number 23, South Dakota State. Two of my favorite mid-major teams in this Creighton squad picked second in the Big East poll behind UConn. They were in the NCAA tournament last year. They've been receiving votes, even in a lot of people's polls around the country. And then it's a South Dakota State team who really has such a big piece of their core players and talent back. Aaron Johnston, really the dean of the Summit League. He has been there now over 20 years and running this program with outstanding success. 
They had a great run in the WNIT last year. They want to get back to the NCAA tournament. They know that scheduling tough games up against great competition is a big factor in that. This is going to be a big-time matchup today, Creighton at South Dakota State. Tomorrow, one of the marquee matchups, you can catch it on the Big Ten Network, November 8th, number 5, Tennessee, at number 14, Ohio State. This is going to be a test, I think, for the volunteers as Kelly Harper takes her team and they go on the road. Again, road wins, tough competition. We know that she not only has some fantastic players back and players like Jordan Horston, Tamari King, she's got one of the best top recruiting classes in the country, but also a host of transfers that can really help this volunteer squad mesh early. They bring a lot of experience, and that's key when you go on the road. Now, this is an Ohio State, Ohio State team ranked 14th coming into this season, and maybe has flying under the radar. Did a little bit last year, but I think that's what Kevin McGuff likes. This team not in the NCAA tournament two years ago because of their self-imposed ban. They are back last year, and I think looking to make some noise. It is the backcourt that drives the train for the Buckeyes, and they will be tested at home. But this will be a big-time matchup Turn into Big Ten Network on the 8th. November 11th, you've got number one, South Carolina, at number 17, Maryland. This is an ESPN2 game, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, this is a test for South Carolina to put themselves on the road and go to Maryland. We know Maryland looks a lot different than they did a year ago because of transfers, but also some really good players that have come into the program for Brenda Freeze. But South Carolina, they are loaded. And as we always like to say here at Lockdown Women's Basketball on Mondays with me or in any article that you might see, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And until someone can beat South Carolina and really put them on the ropes, they're going to stay number one in the nation behind who I think the best player in college basketball in Aaliyah Boston. But I think it's going to be a very good test and an opportunity to see how South Carolina responds going on the road and Maryland looking for, I think, an upset at home. You've also got Villanova at number 24 slash 25 Princeton on November 11th. And this is a game where you've got this Villanova squad pick third in the Big East behind UConn and Creighton. You've got Maddie Seagrass. She was the 2022 Big East Player of the Year pick the preseason. Big East Player of the Year again this season. But this is a Princeton squad that a lot of people really like. Now, they don't have Abby Meyer. She exhausted her eligibility in the Ivy League. They did not do the super senior opportunity because of COVID. But what I like about this Princeton squad is that they are balanced. And that's one of the things that Carla Berube has tried to have with her squad, balance. And they get to play at home and a very good Villanova squad coming in to play them on November 11th. And one game to keep your eye on over the weekend of next weekend, November 13th, Wake Forest at Virginia. You'll see it on the ACC Network if you're looking for women's basketball. Why does this one stand out? Well, it's two brand new head coaches in the ACC, both really which I think are rebuild opportunities at those institutions. And it's one of the first games in the ACC. I think it sets the tone for both of these teams to kind of have a barometer. Where are they at? What does it look like? And that's what coaches are looking for. As we said, they are looking for answers. All right. In just a moment, we are going to continue more games to watch to set that DVR for. But first, we have to talk about our friends at Prize Picks. How does it work? Well, you're going to pick two to five players. And if they will go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. 
PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, you name it, you can pick it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at sign up for an instant deposit to match up to $100. That from our friends at Price Picks. All right, everyone. I am Missy Hydrick, and thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're marching through the first couple weeks of November, everybody. We're talking about non-conference games. What stands out? What to look for? What coaches are looking for? Well, I can tell you, coaches have a lot of questions. There's a host of them on the grease board in their office, in the locker room, and they're just trying to tick them off every day in practice to see if they might be able to decrease that that list of questions. But they're also doing that in games because now you put a kid in a game situation, it's a lot different than practice. Even though they might go up against incredibly talented male practice players in a lot of instances, or just literally the inner team competition that they see every day, game time is different. There's a band, and there's cheerleaders, and there's clocks, and there's fans, and maybe their parents have finally made it to see them watch, watch them play for the first time all season. It just changes things. You learn a lot about your team in the, these first few weeks. So we know that a lot of these big time games, and once again, may kind of fly under that radar, they are going to answer a lot of questions. All right. So on November 14th, we have to look at number 11, Indiana, at number five, Tennessee. If the theme is scheduled tough and challenge your squad, that is what Kelly Harper is doing at Tennessee. And she's going to get this Indiana team to come in to Knoxville, who I really like because it's a consistent winner. And that's what Indiana has had over the last few years. They were 24-9 and nine a year ago, advanced to the Sweet 16. And when you have players like Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes back, that is incredibly important. They've also added some scoring punch and some size with some transfers. I look at that game on ESPN2, November 14th. Set your DVR for that one. I think it'll tell us a lot about both of these squads. Also on the 14th, a big-time matchup, number three, Texas, at number six, UConn. Now, as most of you know, if you follow us here at the Next and you follow this podcast, Lockdown Women's Basketball, um, you know that UConn not necessarily ranked as high as in at, as the coaches in the AP poll have them. They were lower simply because there's so many questions. And in the meantime, they've also had another injury, that this is a UConn squad that is really going to have just 10 players, healthy players right now, on their roster. They will be without the services a freshman, Ice Brady, she is out for the year with a knee injury. She had surgery, the number five player in the nation. They were looking for her to be able to be one of those impact players out of the gate without the services as well of Paige Beckers. 
So UConn continuing to look different every time, even though they haven't even lined up for a regular season game. But on November 14th, they get the Texas Longhorns. And this can be a statement game for Texas. It's probably one that has been circled many, many times in a burnt orange pen by Vic Schaefer because he knows that this can set the tone for the season for the Longhorns. Outstanding freshmen like Rory Harmon and Aaliyah Moore. There's a lot of talent that came back, but also a bunch of talent that came in the transfer portal. We've talked a lot about Shaylee Gonzalez from BYU, the WCC Player of the Year, an All-American talent, but also a player like Taylor Jones, who comes from Oregon State, to give this Texas team another look and another presence on the inside. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be fast-paced, and there will be pressure from the get-go. I look for 40 minutes of tough-minded basketball from Texas, and they want to go in and get a win at UConn. Also on the 14th, an interesting game that we circle because it involves both a P5 and a mid-major. Again, we're talking about increasing that strength of schedule. How does that help your net ranking? Well, Mississippi State is going to go on the road and play number 23, South Dakota State. We mentioned the Jackrabbits earlier. With a bunch of talent back, including Maya Selland, this is a team that is loaded, and they play well at home. A huge challenge for Mississippi State. Sam Purcell in his first year there, he's coming in with a rebuild, no doubt about it, but not afraid to take the Bulldogs on the road, and they will be in a very tough situation, but an awesome place for women's basketball that they have at South Dakota State. November 15th, two future Big 12 members, at least for a little bit, are going to square off. Number 15, 16, Oklahoma at BYU. Now, this is a very different-looking BYU program, a new head coach. They were not picked to win the WCC by the coaches. Not necessarily a surprise just simply because this team looks so different, but an Oklahoma squad that is loaded with to bear with talent and experience. Three super seniors for Jenny Baranchik's second season at the helm of the Sooners, and that's an Oklahoma squad looking to make some statement wins early. They want to go out to BYU, and they want to get a big W. I would look for the Sooners to be able to do that, but it is an interesting matchup. An in-state rival game on November 15th. Mark your calendars, number 22, Nebraska, at number 21, Creighton. We mentioned Creighton earlier that they've got some tough games scheduled, and that's exactly what you have to do. But Nebraska, they themselves not backing away. I love this Cornhusker team, a player like Alexis Markowski, Jazz Shelley out front. Amy Williams really has a quality group of young women on this roster, a ton of experience and talent. And that's going to be a big time game for the Cornhuskers to go on the road at Creighton that can set the tone for your season right from the get-go. November 16th, and another interstate rival game, the top 10 ranked Iowa State Cyclones at Northern Iowa in ESPN Plus game, 6 p.m. Eastern time if you want to tune in. Now, you and I picked fifth in the Missouri Valley Conference poll, the preseason poll, maybe not necessarily where they will finish. They've had their ups and downs. Lost quite a bit to graduation, but it is always a great matchup between these two teams. And a little tidbit, if you didn't know, but Bill Finley, now in his 28th season as a head coach at Iowa State, his son is an assistant coach at UNI. So there is a family connection there and always a great matchup. Another one to watch, we mentioned them at the very beginning, KU. They're going to host UT Arlington at Kansas, 7 p.m. Central Time on November 16th, but these continue to be quality games for the Jayhawks. And as Brandon Snyder said, they know in order for them to take that next step, to be a repeat 
attendee in March Madness and part of the conversation. You've got to schedule tough. You've got to be willing to go on the road. We're doing that this year, but you keep an eye on that game on November 16th simply because it may set the tone and see what we really know about the Jayhawks and their returners. All right, in just a moment when we come back, a few more games, and then the Thanksgiving holiday week will be upon us. It's crazy to think about it. And it's all about what we've got going on here in the world of women's college basketball. Hi, everybody. It's Missy Heydrich here on Locked on Women's Basketball. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about some games that you want to set your DVRs for, ones that everybody's talking about probably in the early couple weeks of November. But then there's also a lot of other ones that not necessarily everybody can, that they know. So we want you to be in the know and look out for some outstanding non-conference games. All right, November 17th, Oklahoma State at Missouri State. Why does this stand out? Well, we've got a Big 12 team willing to go on the road to a quality Missouri Valley program. That can definitely help your net ranking. It can give you some quality of wins and help your strength of schedule. But two new coaches at both of those institutions J.C. Hoyt in her first year at Oklahoma State, Beth Cunningham takes over at Missouri State. On November 17th, number four, Iowa. They're going to go on the road to Kansas State. Again, this looks a lot different simply because the Wildcats do not have the services of Ioka Lee. They're all American 6'6 center inside this season. She is out all year with a knee injury, and the Wildcats look a lot different. But it is a road test, and it's an opportunity for Iowa to be able to showcase not only Caitlin Clark and Monica Sinano, but what are the other pieces of this lineup for Lisa Bluter's Hawkeyes that are going to continue to keep them in that top 10 all season. They come into the season top five. Will they stay there? Well, losses on the road to an unranked Wildcat team won't necessarily help in early November, but they're going to have to take care of their business when they do go to Manhattan. And also on November 17th, another interstate rival. I think that's the beauty of non-conference basketball is we get some of these really great games that you might not necessarily always see, but it's two power five programs going against each other. Number one, South Carolina on the road at Clemson. That is a state of South Carolina battle of women's basketball. Amanda Butler, the head coach at Clemson, this is a team they're picked in the bottom part of the ACC. They did lose a lot to graduation, but again, a road test for South Carolina. They've got to continue to take care of themselves. And I'm sure Don Staley has a message we take and think about what we control, what we can control and take care of our business. That's the kind of game where South Carolina's got to take care of business on the road with their in-state rival. November 19th, number 22, Nebraska at Drake. The reason I circle this is that Drake is a tough place to play. You go to Des Moines, Allison Pullman in her second year there and the head of the Bulldogs but a quality Missouri Valley program. They are going to play hard. They're going to play tough defense, and it will be a test, a good test for Nebraska to go on the road. They've got two of them here in the first couple weeks. We talked just a bit ago, they're going to be at Creighton, and now they're going to be at Drake. Great test for the Cornhuskers and that quality group that Amy Williams has at Nebraska. On November 19th, I like this one. Circle it if you can see it. Gonzaga at number five slash seven depending on what poll you like to look at, at Louisville. Now, Gonzaga, the WCC pick by the coaches to win the league this year. They've been nipping at the heels of BYU over the last couple of seasons. This could be the year that they could claim both a regular season and a conference tournament title. But this is a Louisville team that lost quite a bit to graduation. But when you've got quality players like Haley Van Lith coming back, 
and you surround her with outstanding talent that comes from the portal, that's what Jeff Walls has been able to do. He knows how to be able to find the right players at the right time. And they've got a couple outstanding transfers in Morgan Jones from Florida State. Crystalline Carr comes from Syracuse, gives them more experience and some more scoring options to help Haley Van Lith. But this team will defend, and it will be a great challenge for Gonzaga to go on the road to Louisville. November 20th, Columbia at number 8-9 Iowa State. You can see that game on ESPN+. The reason I like it is you don't honest, you don't see very often Ivy League teams get willing to get on, go on the road and challenge themselves with a top 10 P5 program. Hats off to Columbia, who can also be an Ivy League contender this season, along with teams like Princeton and others. All right, November 20th, it's a huge slate. That's the first one, Columbia at Iowa State. And you've got number 8-10 NC State at UConn. Now, we talked a little bit about UConn, just 10 healthy players that they're going to have all season long. This NC State team looks a little bit different because they don't necessarily have um, some of the players that gave them that huge run to the Elite Eight. They were 32-4 and four last year, but they are going to be looking to avenge that loss to the Huskies in the Elite Eight. They have, it's never easy to replace some of those key veterans, but I feel like Wes Moore really did that in some talented transfers. 6'5", River Baldwin comes from Florida State. 6'3", Mimi Collins comes from Maryland. You pair that with pairs like Diamond Johnson, who returned for the Wolfpack, and this can be a great challenge for NC State. Can UConn hold home court? Another interstate rival, you've got Georgia at Georgia Tech on November 20th. You can catch that on the ACC Network. Georgia's receiving votes, new head coach, and an entirely new look toward their roster. Katie Averson Henderson comes from UCF, and what followed her was transfers as well as recruits. And I really do like this Georgia team. If they can mold those pieces together, Georgia Tech, led by Nell Fortner, they've been part of the national conversation since she took over that program a couple years ago. They will continue to be in the ACC, but I do like this big P5 interstate challenge on November 20th. You've also got on the 20th, Maryland, number 17, at number 18, Baylor. We haven't mentioned the Bears yet, but this is going to be one of those early tests. A season ago, Nikki Collin, in her first year at Baylor, they had to go to Maryland, play them on the road. This year, they get them at home. I think they've learned a lot about this team, and they've got some big-time talent. Keep your eye out for Asia Blackwell, the, the transfer from Missouri, coming from the SEC, a talent, a lot of experience. She's going to be a huge help to a really talented backcourt for the Baylor Bears. Look for them to move up from that number 18 ranking. And a big win over Maryland would absolutely help that. Another game to circle on November 20th, Portland at UC San Diego. Why this one? Well, the part of it is that I like this Portland team. And if you listen to Matthew Walter or you read his preview at the next hoops, he's going to tell you about this Portland squad. That they are talented. They are picked second in the preseason coaches poll of the WCC right behind Gonzaga, ahead of BYU. So that's why it looks a little different out there. But a wide open team and a player like Alex Fowler, Fowler, a junior, she's a forward with a lot of scoring potential that can lead this Portland team. That's a good test for them. They've got to go on the road and you've got to get games like this to continue to add to your strength of schedule and obviously your overall ranking. And another game on November 20th, one that I really like, could be incredibly interesting, is Belmont at number four, Iowa. Now, Belmont, for their first year in the Missouri Valley Conference, they are picked to win the league. 
Coach Brooks there has established this as one of the best mid-major programs in the country. They're going to be challenged in the Missouri Valley, maybe more than they were in the Ohio Valley. It will look different, but they bring back a lot of talent, and they have the type of team that's willing to defend. They will get up in you. Can they limit Caitlin Clark? Can they slow her down a little bit? Force other people to have to beat them when you play Iowa. Now, the toughest part about this game, if you're Belmont, is that you've got to go to Iowa City. Barbara Hawkeye Arena is going to be jumping all season long. They love their women's basketball in Iowa City. They make it a very difficult place to play, but an outstanding venue for women's basketball. Circle that one and keep an eye on it. It might tell us a lot about both of those teams when that 40 minutes is over. All right, so once we've gotten to there, now we are headed to Thanksgiving break. I don't know if you've done your shopping yet. I don't know if you've caught turkeys on sale at any of your local grocery stores, but we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks, but here's some of the big, the, the pro or the tournaments to keep an eye out that a lot of the top programs in the nation will be traveling to over the course of that Thanksgiving week. November 19 to 21, Battle for Atlantis in the sunny, sunny Bahamas. The theme here is go south. Find some sun, find some fun, dip your toes in the sand, and we play basketball. November 24th to the 26th, you've got the Goombay Splash in the Bahamas, the St. Pete Showcase down in Florida, the Cancun Challenge, the Paradise Jam in the Virgin Islands, and then November 25th through the 26th is the Las Vegas Invite. So a ton of outstanding matchups, which we will break down for you both here at Locked On Women's Basketball and at the next coming up. But we wanted you to get your DVR ready, to look at what's ahead, because there are some outstanding matchups in the month of November. And when anybody on any broadcast or you hear a coach after start talking about things like strength of schedule and how they're willing to go on the road and how can this help their net rankings and what their efficiency is, you know in the back of their mind, the conversation always is, how do we position ourselves for the NCAA tournament? It starts when the season starts, and that is today on Monday, November 7th. I want to thank everybody for listening and for watching. It's been a pleasure to do and to think about all of these outstanding games that we can watch today. You can find me at Missy Hydrick on Twitter and all of my amazing, amazing colleagues by following us at The Next Tubes on Twitter and this podcast at Lockdown Women's Basketball. And as I said earlier, please go to www.thenexthoops.com. We're going to find conference previews and stories and breakdowns and so much more. We will have you covered all season long. Please join me here on Mondays to talk everything about college hoops and college athletics, what's important and what's happening, and come back all this week for more episodes. College basketball news and notes, international basketball highlights and action, moves across the WNBA, including head coaching hirings, one that was just announced most recently, and broken at the next. We've got you covered. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big re game recaps, and the take of the day of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, everybody. I am Missy Hydrick. Don't forget tomorrow, November 8th, it is election day. Get out and vote. Whether you did it early by absentee or you're headed to the polls tomorrow, make your voice heard. Get out and vote. That's how we can always be sure that we are heard. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and keep coming back here. We've got you covered on Lockdown's women's basketball.